Happy New Year from Board Game Impact. In today's episode, Josh and I discuss all the games from the holidays that we received, as well as say thank you um, to our family and friends and share about all these fun experiences. So stay tuned for that and some really cool, exciting news. Welcome to Board Game Impact. This is Bruce. This is Josh. And we just want to wish you a happy new year from our families to yours. Um, if you haven't listened to Board Game Impact and this is your first time listening to us, so Board Game Impact, Josh and I both and I both work in education and we both have this huge passion for games and everything it's done in our lives. And what we seek to do is combine that with those passions together to break down gaming experiences we've been having for you and your game group's benefit. So if that sounds like fun to you, and if that sounds like engaging content for you, make sure to hit the subscribe button while you still have your phone in your hand, um, as long as you're not driving. Um, and so what we're going to be doing today is actually kicking off the new year by following up on our content from right before the uh, holiday season started. Um, so right before uh, the holiday season kicked off, the day before Christmas, actually, we launched a special episode that I highly recommend that you go back and check out because we had two other guests. Like the Grinch, we grew by two sizes that day. Um, and both of our wives uh, were on the show to talk about gaming in the holidays. And so now we're going to be following up on that and talking about games that we received during the holidays. Um, and some other fun things as well. Um, so make sure to hit that subscribe button if you do, if you are in a safe driving condition. Um, but uh, Josh, first of all, how has your new year been? Uh, it's been going pretty well, Bruce. Uh, happy to be back in Colorado. Um, spent some time in Connecticut with my in-laws and uh, had a really great holiday season. But I uh, was definitely happy and excited to be back uh, home, able to rest and relax a little bit before the next academic year kicks off. I'm still kind of building up for that, not fully prepared for the students to return next week, but they'll be here before we know it. It's been a really good 2020 so far, and, and hopefully that continues into the future. Yeah, and so if, listeners, if you're listening to this at the time it goes live um, on the 14th, um, do just send some nice thoughts and considerations <laughs> to both Josh and I as all of our students will be back and we'll be in that full swing. Um, and I'll be back taking classes again for my PhD program. So do give us some thoughts there. Um, for me, it's been a really good. So this is the first time that my wife and I both had off for the holiday season. She's an event coordinator for our local downtown. And usually they have a New Year's event. But instead this year they had everybody go and um, support all the businesses and restaurants uh, that were doing their own things and bars um, and all of their holiday events. So it was kind of nice to have it and different to have actually like family time together. So that was a great way to kick off the new year. Um, sadly, though, it's like super allergy season for some reason. So um, I'm a little congested in this episode. It just kind of is what it is. <laughs> um, getting it out of our system before these students come back. So that way we're good to go. This being said, Josh, um, I have actually some really exciting news to share that really kick off the year. And you don't know about this because you even asked me about it and I wouldn't tell you because I wanted your reactions on here. But I got an email the other day. It's been something I've been working on for a couple months, to be honest. Um, but this group was updating their website and things like that. And so I just got the confirmation like the other week. And that is that this podcast, Board Game Impact, is now a registered member of the Game Manufacturers Association, better known as Gamma. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah. This so is news. this is news. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. So like I'm running this thing uh, from our, from my house and um, Josh, I'm so thankful to have you on here. Um, and you came on here just about a year ago. Um, and so Gamma, for those of you who aren't aware, um, I'm what we're what's called a communicating member. Um, so we're media slash press entity, um, non-voting member essentially was what that is. Because the Game Manufacturers Association was created in 1977 um, for the Origins Game Fair. So they put on Origins Game Fair in Columbus, Ohio, which is, if you want to go to that, tickets are, right, I think, on sale right now. Um, and it's June 17th through 21st. Um, definitely a bucket list item for myself. I think, Josh, you're the same on that one. Absolutely. Been a, a big bucket list for me for a couple of years now. Yeah. So then they realized as it was growing, because it really has this awesome trade presence, um, they became a nonprofit in 1982 and since expanded to kind of being the association for this hobby. Um, so for all of the game producers, the manufacturers, but also the retailers and obviously media. Um, and so they also put on the Gamma Expo, which is like a trade show in Reno, Nevada um, that takes place in March. So if you know people in the game industry who are in more of the retailer side of things or the um, publisher side of things, um, the de designer side of things, they would be going to that because it's a huge, huge, huge thing in the hobby. So I just want to say thank you, Gamma, for... Um, accepting our application. So Josh, I actually applied, we applied to this. Um, so this is super, super cool news for us. And it's a really good thing because it, it shows that we're being recognized by the hobby as something that's giving value. So um, that was just super bucket filling for me. Josh, what are your thoughts on all that? Because you didn't know I, that was coming. No, I had no idea that was coming. Um, uh, my my reaction um, was a little delayed and a little bit in shock. That was not at all what I was expecting um, with, with our show notes here, looking over them. So uh, that's really, really awesome, Bruce. You, I think this is just another one of those examples of times in which you have just blown me away by how dedicated of a human being you are, where you found the time to submit an application and, and go through all of that while getting your PhD and working full time and, you know, doing all of the editing and uploading of this podcast for, for us. Um, you know, I, I can take no credit for this. This is all you, Bruce. Um, this is really cool. And, and I, I hope that the, the listeners will join me in just saying that's, that's absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, so um, thank you. I'm very humbled by what you just said, Josh. Um, honestly, having you added to the show, um, really has propelled things in terms of having this content that much more engaging for me, even as a host. So um, I wanted to share this news with you kind of live on the air um, because it was a really cool moment for me. And I just wanted to also say thank you for everything you've done for the show because I think that's really what helped propel uh, me to even feel comfortable putting in an application for something like this. Um, so thank you for everything you've done behind the scenes and encouraging this and helping make this happen. Um, so yeah, thanks. Awesome. Well, thank you, Bruce. So, <laughs> um, that being said, I do, um, speaking of people encouraging, um, one thing I've been asked for the last couple of years actually is, Hey Bruce, what are your top 10 games? What's your top game? Things like that. And I always say, well, that's a really hard question because it depends on the gaming group that I'm going to be playing with where I'm going to be playing. Do I have access to my whole library? Um, but then it's kind of like, 
I used to work in the wine industry um, when I lived in California, and it's like walking into the wine aisle, and you don't know what the experience is going to be, and that the wine bottle you pick up could either enhance the food that you're going to have, detra- like detract in a negative way from the experience you're having with friends, or really enhance it. Um, and so I wasn't comfortable just saying these are my top games. Um, I'd say this is a really good game. This is something I really enjoy. Um, this is a top game for me, but not saying like where it's ranked. That being said, I finally bit the bullet to end the year 2019. So if you want to go over on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash boardgameimpact, I did a live stream using the pub meeple ranking engine which compare you it shows you two games um such as i literally had this choice it was like monopoly versus Catan, <laughs> um and you choose real quick which one uh, you go with obviously i chose Catan, um and then it compares the games against all the other games in your collection and then spits out a based on those rankings here is your top games so i encourage you to go over to the youtube channel and check out that video as well as some other live streams that are going on there where you can also hear about some other content um, so that being said, Josh, let's actually jump into the main focus of today, which is the um, game hauls that we had from our holiday season. So in the last episode, we talked about games that we uh, like playing in the holidays and things like that. But we also each had our kind of own lists um, of things we may have been wanting. Um, and uh, we both participated in Secret Santa with BGG. Um, so I'm going to let you get us kicked off uh, with wherever you want to start this. Sure. Um, so we'll just start with with that Secret Santa. Um, so I was very fortunate. We, we talked a little bit about Secret Santa the last couple of episodes. So again, listeners, if you're confused or, or want to know more about that, um, go back and listen to those episodes. Um, but my Secret Santa provided me with two games that have been really, really high on my wish list for quite some time now. The first one I wanted to talk about, and this just kind of, I mean, it it made my day. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I received a copy of The Ancient World by Red Raven Games, designed by Ryan Lockett, one of my all-time favorite game designers, game artists. Um, actually, he is my favorite artist um, in, in the gaming industry. Um Ryan Lockett does amazing, amazing work. And Ancient World is is a little bit older of a game of his. Um, I ended up with a second edition copy, which I think is probably for the best. But, uh, you know, it it is one of those games that has been on my wish list for a while. It's actually one of the few Red Raven games I did not own. whenever I got it. So it was as much a completionist. Um, (laughs) I need this for my collection as it was for uh, the, the playing, but looking over it, um, looking through the rules, I'm really excited to get this one to the table. Um, I've been introducing my wife to some red Raven games and she's been slowly, uh, falling in love with them as well. So I'm hoping before too long, I can I can get her to sit down and, and try Ancient World with me. Yeah, Ancient World. I also have Ancient World Second Edition. Good job, Secret Santa, on that <laughs> one. It's a more Euro-y style of the games with really cool worker placement mechanics where your workers are different strengths. Um, so it's kind of cool um, in that way. So I'm really excited to hear you talk about that. So on that note, real quick, listeners, we're not going to really be talking about like the playing of these games because like we just got them. Um, 
Some of them we may have played in the past and things like that, but so we might do a slight commentary, but we haven't played them from our collections yet. So we're just kind of going to run through and share with you the th- our recent acquisitions, essentially. So things that you can be excited to most likely be hearing about coming up. Um, and Josh, I do see you got something else from your Secret Santa too? Not yeah, one, so but two? Not one, but two. So some context here, Secret Santa, um, there is a, a cap of they must cost uh, a minimum of $50 uh, that you are sending to your Santa um, recipient. And so I, my assumption is probably ancient world was just below that cap. And so I also received actually the game. I, I, I was incredibly thrilled. It's been one that I just, every time I look at it, I don't know why I've walked past it. And that's just one by repos games. Um, just one is in my opinion, one of the best party games that that is out there right now and something that has been lacking in my collection. I don't own a lot of party games. And so very, very excited to get this one out the next time that that my wife and I are hosting or are invited over for a dinner um, party and and just something that we can sit around and play a few rounds of uh, just just kind of with friends hanging out, having a good time. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Just One is one I absolutely want in my collection as well. So it's on my list of games that I would like to acquire. Yeah. So my Secret Santa did a phenomenal job. I'm really, really happy with it. But Bruce, it, it looks like you got some pretty good Secret Santa gifts as well. What, what did you get? I did. My Secret Santa spoiled me hardcore. In the last episode, I talked about getting letters from the North Pole, Alaska, um, for my Secret Santa, as well as like a Christmas ornament. Um, so that was cool. But in terms of games, like my Secret Santa knocked it out of the park. Um, I got Downforce um, by Restoration Games as well as the expansion, which is called the Danger Circuit expansion, which adds in some more power cards and another double-sided map, so that way like increase the playability of this game. Downforce, a game I've actually talked about on the channel quite a bit, um, because it's that game that I'll always pull out, or actually, I'll pull it out of somebody else's game bag to then <laughs> uh, play when we have like six, five, six people, and it's not really a brain burner, but it's a ton of fun. Um, so I want something a little longer than maybe a quick party game, but more lighthearted, if that makes sense. So I'm really excited about both of those. Thank you, Santa. And then a game that my wife and I have played a couple of years ago, and I never have been able to get a copy of it. I even tried ordering the dang thing from Germany, and that order fell through um, back when it first came out. And But I played the heck out of it as an app, so now I can finally play it in person, and that is Gone Shong Clever by Stronghold Games, um, made by Wolfgang Warsh, which we've talked about on this channel quite a bit lately. Um, just keep That's an amazing designer to keep looking out for. Um, Josh, I know you have the sequel to this, right? Yeah, I, I doppelt so so clever. Uh, or twice really, as clever. Really, yeah. Twice as clever. Uh, really, really great game. I, I think, you know, I haven't played Gonchon Clever, so I don't can't speak to this, but Doublet is is easily, I think, one of my favorite games of the last year um, that, that I acquired in the last year, at least. Um, really, really, really fun brain burner puzzle of a game. Yeah. So It's a nice, uh, simple roll and write that will keep you going back yeah. and back and back to it. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And Bruce, I, I need to ask about this downforce. So yeah. the, the big question on my mind here, are you going to have someone 3D print you some Mario Kart figures I'm to not. upgrade? No. I'm not, because I don't need to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so listeners in the past have talked about the fact that there's some fan-made variants to this where you essentially make it Mario Kart, the board game. Um so I've been seeing posts online. I just need to go there. Um, but Five Below has Mario Kart Monopoly for like five bucks that has all the primary colors of the cars. And then if you go to Target right now, there's Mario Kart Hot Wheels um, that are the same size. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get those and then I'm going to glue the wheels so that way they won't, don't roll. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I don't need to do that because I'm gonna have these in freaking metal die cast, small scale, ready to go. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, Bruce. Well, I'm looking forward. Hopefully, uh, we can get together sometime soon and and get downforce to the table. Um, that's one that's been something on my on my wish list for a while to to try and get to the table. I'd be 100% down with that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesome. what about, uh, what about some other things? Um, so our secret Santa's knocked it out of the park. Um, what are some other, what's another thing that uh, came in for you, Josh? So you mentioned, uh, Wolfgang Worsch as a name that has popped up a couple times here. So we'll just keep that trainer rolling. Um, I finally got a copy of the mind, um, published by Pandasaurus games, uh, also by Wolfgang Worsch. Um, really, really great. Again, a, a party game, something that that has been lacking in my collection in recent years, uh, and something that I think is just anyone can play it, and, and and really looking forward to it. So it's been on my wish list. Um, my my family are a little boring. We just share Amazon wish lists with one another and buy things off of those, uh, and call it a day. So was really happy to get get that off of my wish list um, this year. That's awesome. Well, speaking of lists, Josh, um, I had to tell you about a story about a list. Um, so I make my wish list for Santa on BGG, right? And like what games I'd love to have, like to have. It's actually kind of cool ranking system they have there. Um, but for Christmas, I always, I always worry because people know I like games. But there's a really good piece of advice I heard a couple of years ago. And if that is, don't get something that is specific to one's hobby for a present for them unless they ask for it, right? Because, like, you might already have it or, like, they don't know, right? Have you ever heard that advice? I have not heard that advice. I think it is incredibly apt um, in in these situations. I, I know I've ended up with multiple copies of the same games or games that, are just going to sit on my shelf and I feel guilty giving them away or getting rid of them because I'm not going to play them, but, uh, they're, they're just, uh, they're a gift and, and I want to respect the person who gave me that gift. Right. And so the same kind of thing happens for me, especially like with my parent, like my in-laws, um, cause if they come and visit, like, do I not want to have that game in my collection? Cause right. Um, because sure. I'm, just, I'm trying to keep them happy. No, but they knocked it out of the freaking park. Um, they actually went to a 
toy store that my wife and I met at. Again, that's a story for another day. Um, but they pulled up, the employees there pulled up my BGG profile and logged in and looked at my games I've been playing recently and then my wish list to see what games I've been playing and rating highly and then, but I don't own. And bought me a game off my list, which again is a Wolfgang Warsh game. Like, the, uh, so this is becoming the Wolfgang Warsh podcast episode. <laughs> um, but they bought me uh, Quacks of Kedlinburg. Um, so came up by North Star Games a couple of years ago. Fantastic game. Um, I've, I, I just, I, I was awestruck because they've never gotten me a gift that's like this tailored to like my interests. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they, they did a very good job and I need to say thank you uh, for that. I have said thank you f- to them for that. But like the fact that the store employees did that and helped them with that, like way to knock it out of the freaking park. Yeah. yeah those are some fantastic employees there. Um, and, and really smart thinking, you know, if you, if you have folks coming in to your store looking to buy a game and they aren't in the game hobby, what a wonderful way to kind of on the spot think of of how to help this person find something that's going to really be meaningful to the person they're giving a gift to that's that's really cool yeah so i got quacks of quedlinburg and i'm going to be taking out that out and playing it which is going to be a lot of fun um so yeah josh uh what else you got so the other game off of my wish list that that i received from family uh is a game by Brotherwise game been out for a while but the second reprint just came out not too long ago and that's call to adventure um it's a game that uh came to my attention because they published about a year ago a kickstarter that involved an expansion to this game focused on the one of my favorite book series of all times which is the um wise man fears and uh, wise man's fear and um sorry i'm gonna blank on the other the the king killer chronicles is the name of of that huh. so bruce you played talk which me with I, me i have it i love um, talk. talk is talk is also based on the king killer chronicles oh um and so this company came out worked with the author of those books um patrick rothfuss and came out with an expansion to their game focused on the King Killer Chronicles. And so just something that I've, I've wanted for a while. But um, again, Amazon wishlist, people, I'm telling you, um, if you're if you have family that want to buy you games like Bruce was saying, um, highly recommend using using Amazon wishlist to share that information. Um, so I need to learn more about this call to adventure because I love talk and that just sounds like a cool adaption of it. Uh, not of talk, but of the graphic novel. Um, yeah. but I got to I got to give our listeners a warning about this whole Amazon thing. Cause you're pushing it hard, Josh. Um, and that is, <laughs> so what I do is I make a Google doc, right. Mm-hmm. With the game, like whatever the thing is. And then I typically put the MSRP and then the, um, what is it like the, the link to like the Amazon or some things you can't get on Amazon. Right. Well, this year I kind of did that list last minute and I didn't put the MSRP for everything. And my wife and I went to Austin and we're at a game store and she comes up to me while we're in the game store and says, Hey honey, 
Um, I don't want to ruin Christmas, but I bought you something and it's three times less expensive here. And I was like, I put the MSRP and she's like, you didn't put the MSRP. And I said, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to go to a store like three stores down. Here are the keys to the car. You feel free to buy whatever it is. And then you'll return the other one to Amazon because the struggle with Amazon is that you have third-party sellers that if something kind of sells out and the person isn't familiar with the hobby enough. Now, my wife knows games, but she just didn't know how much this thing should be priced. Um, And it was... a person did sell it to her for three times the price, um, but that was Wingspan European Expansion. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. That is sold out in minutes. Yeah, uh, yeah. From, from the Stonemeyer website directly, so can definitely see where that price got uh, jacked up a little bit on, on the uh, aftermarket with, with Amazon. So yeah, I, I, I hear you a hundred percent. Maybe, um, include those MSRP numbers, uh, when you're, when you're asking for games. Yeah. So just want to put that out there. Now here's the deal. So MSRP on wingspan, if you are looking to pick it up, so I'm talking the expansion is like 24 99. So yes, do the math. My wife spent about just over $70 to get me the, this card expansion. Um, (laughs) Um, and I love her for it. I love her for it. But that then presented... So I'm very excited to get Wingspan European expansion to the table. Um, I know in the last episode, Josh, you and your wife, Elizabeth, talked about how y'all have this, right? Yeah. Um, and and we'll, we'll talk about it more in the future, but actually got it to the table over the holidays with her family. Um, and Bruce, if you haven't gotten it to the table yet you need to do so immediately. Um, you all know how I feel about wingspan, but this expansion, I think it adds some really, really depth, good depth and complexion to the game. So that's a, that's a great pickup, Bruce. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it and I will get it to the table before our next episode. So I expect to hear about it, um, in the next episode listeners. Um, but I will say this, this did open up an opportunity, Josh, because my wife just saved 50 bucks. And yeah. so with that being said, they had another game in stock that she's like, I know you're going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she um, spoiled me. I will say listeners like this. Yes, we've got a lot of things for uh, the holidays. This was um, a very, very humbling year. Um, and I know Josh and I are both fortunate with everything that's going on. Um, but I, I had probably one of the best Christmases I've ever had. Um, and it's just a good time with family. But the game that she's like, I know you're going to buy this. So I'm just going to do it now. <laughs> um, she bought me with the leftover money, um, Catan Starfares from Catan Studios. So, Bruce, we, we've talked. We talked a little bit about this before we started recording. And, and I have to say, A... You found Starfarers for fifty dollars? No, it was uh I believe they had it for eighty. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That is actually still relatively cheap. But, yeah, it is. Because um, yeah. uh, MSRP no. is ninety nine with the holiday season, the store had it discounted under Asmodee's like amnesty policy. Um because sure, they do sure. they do have a minimum advertised price policy for Asmodee, which owns Catan Studios. But yeah, so yeah. they were able to get it for less than MSRP, and that was great. But yeah, it turned yeah, an expansion awesome. into an expansion and a game. 
<laughs> well, that's awesome, Bruce. Well, I, I hope you enjoy uh, Starfarer's. Catan is not my cup of tea the way it is yours. So um, maybe not going to hit the table with us, but really glad you picked that up. Um, you know, heard really good things from folks who enjoy the series a little bit more than I do that's uh, about that one. That's fair, but I'm really excited about it. I'm probably going to talk about it in the next episode because it's definitely on my bucket to play. Um, Josh, you and I were talking before we actually started recording from one of the things on your list that you were not getting as a gift, but you were giving as a gift and it was difficult to give it. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I have a very um, great relationship with my brother-in-law and and one of our main shared hobbies is Dungeons and Dragons or really role-playing games in general. But I found a really great price on the book Art and Arcana, which if you aren't aware, listeners, what this is, it is a kind of blend between a history textbook about D&D and its origins and its development through the past 40 years and a coffee table book that has all of this wonderful art and lore and, you know, just really, really cool stuff to look at in the book. And I have to say it was, it was hard to part with. I was really, really enjoying looking at it before I, before I put it in the bag to, give to, to my brother-in-law and funny enough, just as the pinnacle of what my relationship with my brother-in-law was, he also bought me a book on D and D, which is playing at the world, Hmm. um, widely considered to be the, the preeminent, um, textbook on role-playing games, which also goes through the creation and development of, Dungeons and Dragons, its influence on gaming throughout all modes of gaming from from role playing games to video games to tabletop board games and and just a really, really cool work. So we actually exchanged some nice uh, reading um, literature on on one of our hobbies, which I thought was really cool. And uh, it kind of tied there to um to the podcast and, and that it was gaming adjacent. So gaming adjacent with an educational lens. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Um, now I'm excited to hear um, your thoughts on it as you dig into it. Cause I think that sounds really cool. Um, and yeah. I'm a sucker for a good textbook. Um, <laughs> keyword good. Um, <laughs> and, and gaming related. It's already got a couple of wins going for it. Um, sure. Josh, so you got one more thing on your list. Yeah, so this is I, I can't really call this a a holiday gift. Um, I guess it's a delayed gift to myself, but something that I was just thrilled. It came in about two days before we left for uh, the holidays to spend some time with family, and that is Sorcerer City, a game published by Druid City Games that I kickstarted well over a year and a half, close to two years ago now. That's just, that's gone through and I, I give 
Druid City Games a lot of credit for this because they were very communicative and they just had problem after problem after problem with getting this game published and produced and shipped. And so I, I'm very excited to get it to the table and, and see how this plays because I just I've been waiting for this for a long time. And so it was a little bit of a delayed gift to myself that came in right at the holiday season. Hey, that's perfect timing. Yeah, Bruce, I see you have one last game. I do here to, to talk about. I do. So um, I went to a couple hours away and visited with my brother and sister-in-law for the holidays. Again, that whole thing about being in a hobby, right? Like I gave this list of this Christmas list type thing. Um, don't really know how they're going to take it or what they're going to go off of it. So I'd game things, non-game things. Um, and I open it up and it's a game I've talked about a couple times now since BGG because it was a hit game for me at BGG. Um, and that was Azul Summer Pavilion from Next Move Games. So that's the third game in the Azul trilogy. Um, Immediately when I open it, though, she says, is this the right one? Because when I was at Target, I saw Azul, but it looked different. Um, so, again, it's hard for people who aren't immersed in the hobby to really know. And so we, when we're in the holiday season, it's really important. And we might want to give some tips on this in advance of the holiday season next year of ways mm -hmm. that you can help your family help you. And, like, if that makes sense. Um, but... This is absolutely the right copy of Azul. Um, I, we immediately played it, honestly, that night, my wife and I. It was a lot of fun. Um, and so, yeah, I now have that. I, I haven't had a copy of Azul before. I played all of them at, at the different conventions, but never had one myself. And I'm very thankful to have this one. So it was a very, very good holiday season um, for you and I, Josh, it seems like. Um, you, had a, to, you had a good time with everything. Excited? Yeah, no, I'm really excited. I, I mean, you mentioned this before, but we are, I mean, I, I, I just want to say how much I appreciate the folks in my life who are willing to step out of their knowledge zones and comfort zones and, and try and find things that are going to bring joy and happiness in my life. And, and I think that's really, you know, the point of, of giving a gift is finding something that's really going to bring joy to the person you're giving a gift to. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I want to say, you know, I had a blast picking out a, a book for, for my, my brother-in-law. I won, I had a really great time picking out games for my secret Santa, um, receiver uh through through bgg and so you know it, it's a great time of year and and we are very lucky and blessed to be a part of um you know really great communities and so again i just wanted to say thank you to the folks who um were 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 picking up gifts for me this year that is very well said josh and um, ditto um, on all the things but <laughs> <laughs> thank you everybody um, with that we're actually going to wrap up this episode so um, thank you for being part of our uh, podcast family and our community thank you to our Patreon backers who help support us financially and make this show happen um, thank you to all of our families that brought us all these games and also thank you to our gamer friends that we're going to impose these games on and you're going to play them with us because we're really excited and we're happy um 
That being said, if there's any of these games that you want us to hear, want to hear more about specifically, shoot us a message on over at boardgameimpact at gmail.com or on any of the social media platforms or search Board Game Impact. Uh, just say thank you, thank you, thank you for all the humbleness that we've been able to get in this episode. Very excited about the future of everything with Gamma um, and what's going to come with that. So listeners, stay tuned on news and updates I hear from that. Uh, but really, thank you for being in our lives, and we hope that the start of the new year is going in a positive direction. Um, I saw a couple posts of this on online, and it's gaming-related, and that is uh, if you do play Dungeons & Dragons, you typically have a D20, um, and if you roll an, a 20, it's called a natural 20. It's called a critical success, and so uh, th- this year is going to be a double critical success for everybody, right, Josh? Uh, let's let's hope so. Keep our fingers crossed on that one, Bruce. <laughs> let's keep our fingers crossed. Otherwise, it's going to be hindsight because hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, that, that being said, uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, stay tuned in two weeks for the next episode, um, which we're going to be digging into most likely these games that we just got. Um, but until then, go out and have a positive impact on the world. <laughs>